This is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we're in the book of Mark, chapter 3. And we're going through the gospel of Mark with David and Hattie, who are asking questions as we go. So, we're, we're continuing with him calling, with Jesus calling his disciples. I didn't get to look up names. Names are important. I did not get to look at the meanings of these names. So there may be a section later that kind of an add-in that talks about that. But today we're going to we're going to just go through the section of what happens af right after that. So hope you enjoy. Hey David. Hi. Hi, Hattie. Hello. Wow, Jesus was calling his disciples, naming specific people up on a mountain yesterday. Yep. So then what happened? Well, okay, let's read it. In Mark 13, and he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired. So Jesus picked these people. Yep. And they came to him, and he appointed 12, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. Yeah, we went over apostle yesterday. Yeah, we did. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder. There's a lot of nicknames going on here. Yeah, we'll get into that some other time. But... It is interesting that there's there's these nicknames, especially of these three who tend to be with Jesus in special places where the rest of them aren't. So these these three have have names, and like I said, these tend to be Jesus's inner circle: Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Who what? Who betrayed him. What does that mean? Well, it means that when, I remember the Pharisees were already trying to plot what they were going to do with him. Yeah. Well, they would have needed somebody who knew Jesus and could tell them where he was going to be at for them to come get him. You mean he was going to turn them over to those who were trying to destroy him? Yes. Jesus picked a guy that was going to betray him? I know, that doesn't make sense, does it? No, that doesn't make sense at all. Well, the scripture said that... Um, remember when we were studying Isaiah, which you guys weren't involved in the questions and answers for that, but when we were studying Isaiah, we found out that there were two different times the Messiah was going to come. And the first time he was going to come as a suffering servant. And the second time, which we've talked about, and the second time he's going to come as the conquering king. So for him to be the suffering servant, he was going to end up dying on the cross. And for that to happen, 
there had to be someone to betray him. But again, there's this also parallels the 12 tribes of Israel. And there's kind of a reason for that. So there ends up a 13, 13th apostle. And actually, there's another kind of add-on apostle who is the most prolific um, New Testament book writer. Really? Yeah, and he comes later. Wow. So these aren't all of the apostles as it ends up. Not exactly, but Judas is in this original group. And there's there's a bit of a comparison to the rest of the group here. So he picks up the picks out these 12 guys. They're considered his official disciples. He's considered a rabbi. They're his official disciples, official apostles, his first generation of witnesses as to his teaching. And verse 20 says, Then he went home, and the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. Wow, that's a bit of a crowd. Yeah, that sounds like a concert today. It does sound like a concert today, and it's interesting their reaction versus a concert today's reaction. Now we think, wow, that's cool. He, they attracted this many people. They must be they must be a leader or something. But in that day, to attract that many people in Israel was actually dangerous. Dangerous? Yes, because it attracted attention. And if you attracted attention and you started a riot, which a whole bunch of people together sometimes will do, um, you are you could be in real trouble and be killed or or some other punishment by the Roman government. Uh-oh. Yes, which explains the next reaction. And when his family heard it, verse 21, and when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, went out to grab him, for they were saying, he is out of his mind. They thought he was crazy? Well, I think what they thought is, he's causing this big crowd, he's causing this big ruckus, and he's going to get himself in trouble. He needs to quit doing this. Or he's he's not going to live through this. Wow. That must have been quite a crowd. That does sound dangerous. It does sound dangerous. And that's what his mom thought. And she got his brothers and sisters, which there's also a little bit of a debate as to whether they were his half-brothers and sisters or his brothers and sisters. They were his half-brothers and sisters anyway because Joseph was not Jesus's father, God was, but, and is, but anyway, long story short, there was a question as to whether, um, all of that happened, but all of that was how related these people were to him, except for Mary, and Mary's thinking, oh man, he is going to get himself in trouble, and she's just thinking she's going to protect Jesus, doesn't work that way, does it? No, she really can't protect Jesus. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what he does next because there does become some dissension in the crowd and in because of the Pharisees, etc. And so, 
there's just this little bit of of tension here and they're scared of of confronting the truth the way Jesus is. Wow. That can be scary. Yeah, but it's, it's necessary. I mean, look at all these people being healed and and demons are cast out of them. And I mean, I can't imagine how many lives were changed. Exactly. And so Jesus knows what he's doing, but it doesn't fit our rules. It doesn't follow what we consider an orderly path. And so it became a little scary for everybody. I can understand that. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Sometimes we don't understand. And sometimes we have to rock boats. And a lot of us have been told not to rock the boat because it's dangerous, because it's tricky, because it's it's hard. And some of us don't know what to do if we did rock the boat, so we just never do. But sometimes telling you the truth, we have to. And Jesus did here. He kind of rocks the boat. And it scares people who really care for him because they know that sometimes rocking the boat in when he did it could cause problems. Jesus knew. Jesus, you know, I've always known. You came, you came for that purpose. But sometimes it, it just seems scary for us to follow you as as your disciples and do and do the same thing. Lord, help us to have discernment like you did. Help us to listen to your Holy Spirit like you did on earth. Help us to understand when and how to say what we need to say to be true to you. And help us to know when to be quiet or when to silence what's going on, just like you did the demons and some of the people you healed, you told them not to go spreading it because it was going to be, it was going to be hard, harder, and people were going to misunderstand. So Lord, help us to understand and help us not to be part of the crowd that doesn't let you eat, but part of the crowd that follows you and listens to you and, and accepts your truth and is willing to change as we need to, to follow you. Thank you, Lord, for being willing to rock the boat, even in your day and age. Thank you for being willing to to die on the cross, which is the most cruel punishment anybody could endure. Thank you for being willing to do that for me. And Lord, thank you for rising from the dead, which no one could do before you. And only because you have done it could anyone do it after you. Thank you so much for your hope and your promise. And just help us to follow you as as we can. Lord, help us to listen to your Holy Spirit. You've written your law on our hearts, the law of love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 This has been Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard when we rock the boat. Sometimes it's hard when we don't fit into 
the normal narrative of the day. But sometimes the narrative needs to shaken up. So I pray that you and I have wisdom as we stand for the truth in the middle of darkness, in the middle of demonic possession, in the middle of people not knowing the truth, in the middle of people not accepting the truth. Um, I pray that we stand for what is true and what is right and love people, even if even if it costs us something, because that means we're real disciples of Jesus because we followed him. God loves you. God bless you. Proclaim his excellencies. And remember, you are one of his excellencies. by grace too and if you're listening to this podcast i wanted to say thank you and there are various things you can do as a next step number one if you need to know more about jesus being your savior and lord please get a hold of me via email at trained by grace Two, all one word trained by grace trained t-r-a-i-n-e-d by grace Two, at gmail.com and put in the subject line podcast um, for all of these options. So if you need to know more about Jesus, please get a hold of me. Or someone you know who knows Christ. Um, If you would like to be part of this podcast proclaiming His Excellencies, you can put subject line podcast. would like to be part of proclaiming God's Excellencies. If you would like to have a resource, have a Bible sent to you, please put that in the email. If you have a prayer request, put that in the email. So thank you for getting in touch with me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And may you be blessed um, and know Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And remember, you are one of God's excellencies.